Hi guys, welcome back to Fit with Viv and Kate. I am so excited for today's episode because me and Kate are going to be talking about the most common client scenarios that I personally see as a fitness coach. And what we're going to do is we're going to discuss our different approaches. And I've actually sent Katie over these scenarios in advance so that she could write out her own solutions and so that I could write out my own so we wouldn't be swayed by one another's answers. So we're going to compare our different approaches. And I think it's just going to be so interesting to see, you know, what our different minds will come up with. I'm excited for this. I think we've given like general advice and topics and we've talked about fitness, but to put it in scenarios, I think it's going to be really helpful for everybody. So very excited to talk to you guys. And I'll preface this with, I am not a trainer. I'm not going to have the technical advice for you guys, but I have what I think I would do in these situations. Um, and a few of these scenarios I've been through myself. So I think it's going to be a, a great episode. Yeah. Katie has been with me for, I think, a little less than two years now and she so she's I would say very still very new to the fitness industry but at the end of the day what I've really admired about Katie and just knowing her is that she is really able to essentially whatever when when she has a goal she's able to put it into practice essentially immediately which I will say she does a hell of a lot better than I do so even though I may have more of the technical scientific advice I think there's really something to be said for somebody who can just you know see what their goals are and then actually put into practice because I will tell you right now that I know a lot of coaches and even myself in general in the past we can have the knowledge, but if you don't know how to implement it and actually make it a reality in your life, then that knowledge means absolutely nothing. So with that being said, I am going to write out or read out the scenarios that I've created for us. I'm going to talk about, you know, what is, what's the client? What is her life like? And then what are her ultimate goals? And then Katie will talk about what her solutions are for that person. And then I'll go ahead and discuss mine. And then we will, you know, see if we change our answers based on what the other person says afterwards. So for the first scenario, and I know when I sent this over to Katie, she was like, uh, did you write this about <laughs> my life? Because this sounds exactly where, like, where I was when I started with you. And I was like, no, I literally did not have you in mind. This is just one of the most common scenarios that I see all the time, especially because I am 25 years old. So typically the clientele that I work with are around my age. I would say between 20 to 35. And I'd say in that age range, even though that's like 15 years, we are, all, all of us women kind of deal with a very similar scenario. So with that being said, the scenario, the first scenario is I am a 27-year-old female who works a 9-to-5 job that is mentally demanding. So not necessarily physically, but mentally demanding. I also have a boyfriend, and I've been dating him for the last three years. We bond by going out to eat together on the weekends. We really enjoy watching Netflix at night after work. Um, usually we'll order, you know, Uber Eats or Postmates. And we like to drink, you know, one to two glasses of wine while we're watching Netflix or one to two glasses of or 
cans of beer depending on the night. Um, I do really want to make working out and eating healthy a habit in my life, but I'm just so tired when I get home and I haven't seen my boyfriend all day. So I really just want to spend, you know, at least an hour with him. And usually he'll bring us home food, you know, like I said, either from Postmates, Uber Eats, or just pick up food on his way home. So it's really hard to say no because he took the time to do that for us. Um, And then by the time I wind down from work and spend time with my boyfriend, it's almost midnight when I try to fall asleep. So then I wake up around eight and I'm usually rushing to get ready for work because I work at nine. So I don't have time to prepare food for the day. So at work, I'm usually, you know, on my lunch breaks, just picking up some fast food to go. On the weekends, I sleep in around like 10, 11 a.m. because I'm just so tired. And then usually my weekends are me catching up on the chores that I didn't do during the week because I was just so busy working and then hanging out with my boyfriend. Um, So the last thing that I really want to do on the weekends is working out or meal prepping or cooking. Like I just want to relax. So this, this female, her desired goals are to eat healthier, to make working out a consistent habit in her life, to lose weight, and to minimize the drinking and eating out in her life. So Katie, what were your your advice or solutions for this lady? <laughs> so I think this is a really common scenario. I think it's somebody who wants it all and is saying, oh, I don't have enough time, I'm stressed out, whatever, all these things. And I think the answer here is really shifting priorities and kind of swapping out those activities for healthier habits, right? So you might have to have a tough conversation with your boyfriend and say, hey, let's quit the Uber Eats. Let's cut the wine back. Let's save it for the weekend. And instead, let's cook together. Let's go on a walk together. Let's utilize that time for something that's going to serve you both a little bit better. So like I really zoned in on the bonding part because I think there are different ways to bond that you can do that are like healthier behaviors that will get you to your goal while still maintaining that relationship. So that was kind of my first piece of advice. The second thing was about the rushing in the morning and like not feeling like you have enough time to calm down and get good sleep. So what I personally do is I schedule 30 minutes before you wake up and before you're going going to sleep. So like if that's 30 minutes in the morning, maybe you're journaling, maybe you're just laying in bed with your eyes open. It's like a way to just kind of start your day and it'll make you feel a little bit less rushed. So kind of prioritize 30 minutes around your wake up and sleep time. Um, and then the other thing I noticed was kind of the, the rushing to work and not having a good meal in the morning. I think this is something I, I absolutely did. Like I did not bake time into my day for eating breakfast. I would grab like a breakfast sandwich at Starbucks or something on my way to work. So I think the first thing I did was kind of have quick snacks on hand that are like a little bit healthier. So if you do feel like you're rushing in the morning, grab the protein bar and an apple, call it a day. Like it might, it might not be the best. But it's going to be something rather than that fast fast food, excuse me. So those are my my pieces of advice. I love that. And I, again, I, what I really appreciate is how straightforward you make it where it's like, hey, you know, it is a hard conversation, but you can find better ways to bond that also serve your goals. Um, I, I did 
very similar advice. So I'll read what I actually wrote down beforehand. Um, so I wrote, switch your bonding with your boyfriend to a short walk and then Netflix. So in my mind, I'm thinking, so what I like about Katie is that she's very like, it's just so clear to her, like, don't do the Netflix, switch it for the walking. And I think I have this tendency with clients to be like, I totally understand, you know, why you (laughs) want to do what you want to do. So why don't we keep that in there, but also kind of like switch things around and like baby steps. And I don't know if that's the best way. I'm sure for, I'm sure each client, I mean, they are different. I know that. Uh, But I just feel like Katie's so, I feel like you're so effective at just getting shit done. (laughs) And I so, I just so admire the way you simplify things. So I wrote like, do a short walk with your boyfriend and then allow yourself to watch Netflix. Um, And I was, I'm just kind of thinking as a natural, I don't want to say overthinker, but as a natural overthinker, um, I wrote, you'll both start to enjoy it more and make it longer and longer walks. But I, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the boyfriend's going to have so much resistance to walking because this is my goal not his so I should start with a short walk and then kind of show him hey it's not that bad let's make it and then he'll want to make it longer naturally but it doesn't feel so forced at the beginning so I wrote start with the minimum so there isn't so much resistance against it either from yourself your boyfriend or both both of you guys um and then same thing waking up early is going to be the key because I can't really control the fact that you're going to be tired after work. I mean, for most people, that's inevitable. And I, it's a little bit harder for me to say, suck it up and go to the gym. What's easier for me to say is just wake up early when you feel your best and go exercise. Like even if you feel tired, do it anyways. And that doesn't mean go to the gym, but do 10 to 20 minutes of something. Do a follow along YouTube video workout, which is a lot easier because it's mindless like you don't have to think about it you just have to copy the person on the screen and when you do that in the morning it'll help you wake up even when you're feeling tired I also wrote do it with a friend or your mm-hmm. boyfriend depending on you know if he'll actually do it with you so that you keep the accountability because when you're just starting out on a habit and you don't have accountability other than with yourself it's so much harder unless you're really just freaking determined to you know, get that shit done. And then with the healthy eating, I said, instead of just, you know, cooking everything, instead of doing the Uber Eats, go on the Uber Eats and Postmates and look at the healthier restaurants. So again, it's not such big of a switch from, you know, going from ordering out to not ordering out at all, but now just do the minimum you can do, which is at least find a healthier restaurant to order from. Um, so when I look at this, I feel like my approach is kind of do the baby steps because you might have resistance, but I feel like Katie is so good at basically being like, well, you don't want this and this is what you want. So put what you want in your life. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think you're way more realistic though. I don't think a lot of people will look at it and be like, okay, I'm ready to cold turkey switch all of my lifestyle and like this is how it's going to go and it's going to be great. Like I even wrote down, weave it into your life if you're not ready for a lifestyle overhaul. Like I think it's okay to do those baby steps, Um, especially the food. Like that's probably the biggest hurdle. If you're used to eating out every day, like that's going to be the hardest change. And honestly, from my personal 
experience, that's where I got a lot of resistance from my boyfriend. That was like the part that was really hard. He like didn't want to eat everything at home. It was like restaurants are a great bonding experience, whatever. So, um, yeah, so you might have to have the hard conversations. I also wrote down having a partner helps. So if you get your boyfriend on your side, which hopefully he would be, um, I think it helps a lot to have that person that's like, okay, I'll sacrifice this and this to bond with you and to like get you where you want to be. Did Okay, so did you ever feel like, and I don't know if he's listening to this, but if you are, <laughs> hello, did you, <laughs> did you ever feel like you lacked the support that you wanted uh, when it came to your fitness journey with your significant other? Yeah, so no, he was always really supportive. Um, I think in the beginning, along with all my friends as well, and I've said this previously, but it was like, people didn't really think I was serious yet. So in the beginning, I met a lot of resistance just because it was like, Katie, why are you making everything more difficult? Like, you seem like you're having a hard time. Why would you do this? All these things. Um, so like I've said before, like when I stuck it to them and I was like, this is what I'm doing, they got on board and it was fine. Um, and then I think when my friends and even Brian saw like how well I was doing mentally and physically, I think that's when the support came too. And that helped them kind of um, go along with it with me. So like more physical activity, more cooking at home. They were like, oh, you feel great. Let's go ahead and do that. So would you consider yourself a people pleaser? I definitely was. I think I was until this. And now I'm kind of like, well, of course I want to please people. But I'm also like in this phase of my life where I'm like, screw you guys. I'm doing what I want to do. And that was really hard to get to. So I would not say that's an overnight change. I would say probably most of us are people pleasers. I think it's natural to be that way. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that because the clients of mine that have issues with support with their boyfriends are people pleasers and they will give up their own goals just to pacify their significant other. And I know that I used to do that in the past and it never lasted because eventually you're you're losing yourself in order to gain love from another person that you feel like is conditional. I mean, it's it's very hard to have any solid foundation, not even just in the relationship, but with yourself when you know that everything you're doing is literally just to pacify somebody else because you know that they don't support who you want to be. And I guess I just want to ask you, what did that transition either look or feel like going from a person who was maybe perhaps more on the people pleasing side to no, if you don't support me, screw you because this <laughs> is like, this is what's best for me. Yeah. I would say when I started making those choices, like, Hey Katie, let's go out to eat. Let's drink. Let's do all this stuff. And I was like, Hey, no, that's not what I'm doing tonight. When I met resistance, it was definitely hard for me at first. But again, when I started proving like, this is what I want to do. I feel good. And I was really strong in who I was. I just kind of had to trust that those people would be there. And then I had to kind of have the internal conversation of like, okay, Katie, if these people aren't by your side, if they fall off, if they stop wanting to hang out with you, they were not meant to be in your life anyway. So I was pleasantly surprised. Like nobody really ditched me, you know, like I'm still invited to stuff. I'm not like this exile of a, of a human being. Um, so yeah, I, I would say if you go through that exercise and you say, okay, I'm doing what I need to do. If those people aren't there to support you, 
you don't need those people. Like, again, like Viv always says, do what serves you, be around people who serve you. So, um, it's hard. And again, if you're someone who feels like quantity over quality with friends, like if you feel like you have to have 50 friends who love and adore you, like, I don't know. I I don't know if you can get that support from 50 people and you can't please 50 people. So it's, it's tricky. Okay, let me ask you this. Where do you get your validation from? What type of things make you feel confident as a human Katie? <laughs> oh my gosh. These are the tough questions. Well, I want to say myself. Well, I, I mean, I get validation. Like my boyfriend is so supportive and great. So shout out. Hey. Um, <laughs> so, so he definitely validates me. And actually he's someone who I appreciate having around because he like levels me. Like when I'm going a little crazy, like I have to get 16,000 steps today. I have to go on another run. He's like, yo, chill. You've already worked out twice today. Like chill. Um, but I get the validation I think from again, the feeling in myself. So when I started this journey, the validation came from, I feel healthier. I feel better. And it was more internal And then I think like through my work, I get a lot of validation in terms of like positive feedback from my managers and my team. Um, And then I always get validation from my family. So it's like a mix of internal and external. Okay. When it comes to giving yourself validation, Mm. like when you're like, wow, like I'm a badass bitch. (laughs) When, when does that happen? So I think I've set myself up like my life in a way where the little wins are where I get validation. So I don't have a ton of gigantic goals that I'm trying to meet. And so I actually think it's a little bit easier for me to get validation because I think for every little win, I'm like, you go girl, that's amazing. And then the next thing I'm like, you go girl, you're amazing versus having to wait six months to achieve a big goal and then give myself validation. So that's kind of how I set myself up. Yo, I love that. I love that. Oh my God. I wish I'm going to put that on a poster board because what I've noticed and I'm really going to implement this into my coaching now is that my clients who struggle the most have these ginormous goals, but they do not have the small action steps to get there. So they're like, I'm going to do the like I'm gonna do a marathon I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and then weeks go by and they have not done anything that would even get them close to that and what I love I think really that is what sets you apart or just people who are very effective is that they set very minimum actions and they don't focus on the whole goal they focus on okay today just today I'm gonna be very precise with my macros instead of I want to lose 10 pounds by the next two months because if you focus on the little actions every day getting in your 10,000 steps drinking your water hitting your macros doing 20 minutes of cardio you will get there you will absolutely get there and I really think that is why you are so effective not just in fitness, but in everything in your life. And it's so funny, like just seeing Katie's reaction whenever I, because I just think she's like a wit, a wizard. What's, what's the opposite of a wizard? A witch. A witch? Oh, she's literally a magical witch just because she wants something and then it happens. And I've seen that, like my boyfriend, he's the same way. There's no thinking period. There's no 
you know, like contemplating or just not taking action. It's like, this is it. It's clear. I'm moving towards it. And they both have the habit of breaking their habits or their goals down into very small chunks and just focusing on the day or the hour in front of them. And I think that is truly so key to success in anything. I think I'm a little addicted to the empowerment I feel when I make those choices. And that's like a weird statement, but I think like a lot of my life I was doing things I might not necessarily have chosen for myself. I was kind of doing them again, to your point, people pleasing, or, you know, this is the right thing to do. This is what you should be doing. And so I think when I started this journey, I felt all this empowerment to choose myself and to choose actions that I genuinely wanted. So Viv makes it sounds like sound like it's so easy and magical and all this stuff. But like, I think it just came from like, I am choosing me and like this feels good. So why, why would I make it harder for myself? So I really just try to focus on that because for me it was like one of the first times in my life I was ever doing that. So I'm kind of addicted to that feeling. So I, I make those choices a little bit easier now. Well, I think it honestly is easy for you and it's become easier for me too. But the hard part where most people struggle is the gap is is honestly the gap of is just deciding that you are the priority and that you are going to make choices for you and you are not going to be swayed on your path by the desires of what other people want you to do like going out like whatever because you know yourself and you know your priorities and so I think really what the hardest part is isn't you know oh my gosh I have to do all these habits to lose weight it's like I am an important, I am the most important thing in my life and I'm going to show up for myself every day and I'm going to take the actions that I need to feel my best and that, and I know that like saying that can feel or sound selfish, but you'll be shocked at how many of those actions include helping other people, but there's a difference between wanting to help other people and then caring about their opinions. So you sacrifice your own goals to please them. And I think you have really understood that line of, no, this makes me feel good. Why would I go out and drink and eat like shit? That doesn't serve my goals, even if that's what you want me to do. But you're also a very helpful human being and you show up and when people need you to help them in whatever ways you are so there you have no resistance to that so I feel like it's just knowing how showing up for yourself in the healthiest ways for you what feels best for you is also going to affect other areas of your life and just make and help you show up more effectively everywhere so with that being said I'm going to go into the second scenario um, so this one doesn't sound too different from the first one, except for one one little thing. So I'm a 25-year-old female. I work 8 to 4, Monday through Friday. I'm very inconsistent with my eating. I usually don't eat much when I'm working because I'm very focused on other things like work. But when I get home, that is when I will just you know, snack on random shit. I'll just eat out of boredom. I scroll on social media. I watch Netflix. Like I just fill my mind with whatever I can. I have very little energy when I go home. I feel like I'm always in this constant fog. Like even at home, at work, waking up, I'm always in this constant fog. I do have time to go to the gym and cook. Like when I get home, I don't really do anything. I do have the time, but I'm just so tired. So I usually talk myself out of it. And 
you know, I really want to, you know, not just get more fit, but I want to feel better. I want to have more energy, more importantly than anything, but I just can't get myself to stay consistent with eating healthy or going to the gym because I'm exhausted by the end of the day. So it's just so much easier to go home and lay in bed. I also have major gym anxiety and just thinking about going to the gym literally already makes me not want to do it. So this female, her desire goals is to feel better throughout the day and have more energy. That's her number one priority. Two, create a consistent eating schedule. So she's eating, you know, regularly throughout the day and not just binging at night. Three, exercising slash working out consistently. So like we did last time, we're going to have Katie start with what she would provide in terms of solutions to this particular client. So I think this is a good scenario for talking about food being fuel for your body. So I think this is super common. People who wake up, they don't eat breakfast, they go about their day, and then all of a sudden it's two o'clock and they're eating a bag of chips and a soda. I think it's very common. So the first thing I wrote for her is like food is fuel. You're feeling exhausted because you literally have nothing inside of your body. So like protein, carbs, healthy fats, and water, those are going to be your keys. So if you're not used to eating a ton, start small. I think I said on the last scenario, eat a protein bar and an apple. Like do what you need to do to get a little bit of fuel in your body because it will get rid of that fog. I definitely lived in that fog for like a long time. And I think it's actually because you're sedentary and because you're not eating. So even just small things, again, we talk about walking all the time and I I hate repeating the same advice, but like it is so it's such a small change you can make that is like life changing. So, um, start small, do a little walk and then use that small win and that feeling you get and that little burst of energy to like fuel you a little bit more, get you to the gym. Um, I would also say find a friend that you can go with. So if, if gym anxiety is your situation, like bring a buddy and then try to find like passion behind it. So it feels less of a chore and more like an activity and a social thing. Um, but I wrote down the key for her is going to be starting small. Ooh, I love that. And I, I do want to ask you more specific because I'm sure there's someone wa- listening to this thinking like, oh my God, that's me. So what other, I, I, I really like the protein bar and apple tip. Mm-hmm. What other quick snacks or food have you found that you enjoy that? Um, and, and if you could list like the brands, if you know them, that you would, you know, advise other people to eat if they're just not wanting to cook or have the energy to cook. In the beginning, one of the things that I felt like was a huge treat, but it's really quick is like an apple and peanut butter. And I think that sounds so small, but it's like delicious. And I think it does give you a good burst of fuel. Um, I really did like a quick like rice cake. I'd put like turkey meat on there, whatever toppings, if you like, like mustard or whatever, I don't. So I just would do like turkey and avocado on a rice cake. Love that. I'd say if you're a beef jerky person, there are some really good, um, like quick beef jerky that's pretty decent in macros. And then the last thing that I do, and I still do every single day, is I start my day with like a protein smoothie. So I'll just do frozen strawberries, spinach to get a little bit of um, greens in there. And then I'll do a little scoop of vanilla whey protein. And my favorite brand is Optimum Nutrition. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think a lot of people struggle with just even having like the ideas, um, especially when you don't have the energy and you're like, I don't even want to think about what to eat. So hopefully that gives you guys some tips. And if you need to go back and listen to that and write it down, please do it. 
Um, so I will tell you what my tips were. And it was, girl, if you are that mother freaking tired, then you got to force yourself to do it. <laughs> so how and how are you going to force yourself to do it? You hire an in-person trainer or you do classes like F45 or Orange Theory where you have to sign up and you have to go. Mm. Because from my experience, when you don't have energy, I mean, even I just feel like you're just not going to do anything. It's hard. It's really hard. But when you hi- when you invest in a class, in a trainer, and I do, I'm an online trainer, but I would say hire an in-person trainer because you know that they're going to be waiting for you at the gym and you're going to be like, shit, I have to go, right? It's kind of like, I mean, you work an eight to four job, you make yourself go to work because you know people are waiting for you. It's the same thing with a trainer or a class, knowing that you signed up for the class. You signed up for a specific time. You're paying for it. You have to go. Like when you are feeling so low in energy, girl, you got to do whatever you can. And sometimes that requires forcing yourself to do it until you have enough energy and momentum to say, okay, now I can go off on my own if I choose to. But being real with yourself, like, this is a place where you probably need help. So go hire somebody, go get a class. I mean, it doesn't even have to be super expensive, but I will say if you are just working all the time and you don't really go out to eat or have a boyfriend, ideally you do have the funds to invest in yourself. I mean, I really feel like we're only now realizing the importance of investing in yourself. Everyone's like, you know, get a house or... I don't know, whatever they tell you to invest in. But if you don't, if you're not good, then what the heck is anything else going to do for you? You know what I mean? If you don't have energy, if you don't have the vitality to just live your damn life every day, nothing else matters that you could possibly buy. And that is just my opinion. Now, that is the workout portion. When it comes to food, again, I feel like you just have not enough energy to do anything so get a meal prep company it averages 10 to 12 dollars per meal which is going to be cheaper than going out to eat Um, so it may feel like an investment at first but you really have to rationalize long term not only is it going to be better for your wallet even if you have to pay more up front but you're also going to feel so much better and you won't have to do any work so what i would do is google meal prep company in and then insert your city and i promise you you will find something and they're going to have options they deliver to your house again it's really taking when you have no energy it's taking all the energy that would require you to you know put some effort in and give that energy to someone else so that you really can all you have to do is show up for the class once you're there it's going to be done All you have to do is order the food. Once it's in your house, you're going to eat it, right? So if you're battling with your mind so much, I just feel like you have to force yourself ways to do what you need to do. And it's like, I always equate it to when you have a, you just broke up with your boyfriend and you want to text him so bad. You better delete his number. You better block his number. You better do whatever you can so that it's so much harder to do the thing that you know is not going to serve you. And in the opposite with fitness, you have to do whatever you can to make it so much easier to do what you know that is going to serve you. But right now you just don't feel like it and that's okay. But again, it's it's doing those things that are just going to get you to the place where you're going to do it. I'm sure when Katie hired me, it was like, shit, well, now I got to do it. Like I put in the money and I have someone counting on me to, you know, she created this plan for me, so I have to do it. That's exactly what it is. I 
I love how different your response is, but you really bring up this point of investment. And like, that's literally why I got a coach. I was like, if I'm going to be, I'm invested not only financially, but now I'm invested emotionally into this other human being who's counting on me to do well, whether or not Viv lives her life thinking I'm doing my plan right or not. Like maybe she doesn't, but to me, I feel like she's invested and I'm invested as well. So I think that investment is, is honestly critical. Like, especially for the food, if you're investing your money and having someone cook your food, you're not going to let it go to waste. You're going to eat it. Otherwise you'll feel really shitty. Um, so I think financially investing, if you're able to is, is a really good motivator. And then the other point that I really like is like taking the choice out of it. If you don't give yourself an out and you don't give yourself the option to not do something, then obviously you're going to do it. Yep, I totally agree. I also will say in terms of like if you can invest, I feel like, okay, just what I've seen um, with, and this is with friends who say that training is expensive, but they literally order Uber Eats and Postmates all the time. (laughs) I did that for a time. That shit ate my wallet. Like the amount that delivery and tip and food costs is absurd. So I bet your ass that if you actually took the time to look at your bank statement and added up all the times that you spent on eating out or drinking or whatever, you absolutely could use that money for a meal prep company, for an an in-person trainer. And if you can't do a one-on-one in-person trainer, group in-person training is so much cheaper. It could be as cheap as like, 15 20 a session and in the grand scheme of things I mean I really like what I've learned is I hate putting money at the forefront because your health and how you feel is at the forefront which is cliche coming from a trainer where like it's my job so it feels like oh I have to say that because I want business but no like if you feel like shit every day which I've been there what is having money? What is having being able to buy extra clothes or whatever fun activities? If you literally feel like crap every day when you feel depressed, you don't have energy, it's nothing. So if you really don't want to spend a lot of money, there are ways to hire, to get classes or find cheaper ways to, you know, eat healthy. Like literally Google it and I promise you something will come up but find like at least do a minimum investment in yourself because it will I like trust me when you put money into it you are so much more likely to follow it you are not going to want to let that go to waste unless you literally just don't value money at all um so that that's my thoughts on that but yeah I think this is actually the one situation where I feel like I was a little bit more aggressive just because I know when you don't have energy like I it's just so hard to force yourself to go to to motivate yourself to go to just do it as they say because you just don't care you don't really have the energy and so at that point you have to in my opinion force yourself yeah no I think that's a good call and some people need to hear that some people need that little wake up of like there's no reason I'm this unmotivated and lazy right now I'm just gonna get my ass out of this chair and do it so I think people need that agreed so the last scenario, which is my favorite, because I feel like this, this is the one that I relate to. And I feel like I, with my friends, like I have a lot of active friends and I feel like they can relate to this one. Um, so I am for scenario three, a 29 year old single female, and I actually eat pretty healthy. 
I usually have, you know, like some type of protein, usually like chicken or turkey, a healthy carb. I like to do sweet potatoes, rice. I like to have some veggies in my meals. Um, And I like to go to the gym, you know, usually like three to five times a week. I will do some lightweight exercises like I don't know, like to do bicep curls, squats, nothing crazy, but I do some do some weights. And then I usually do like 30 to 40 minutes of cardio after like I like to, you know, run on the treadmill or do the Stairmaster. But I'm not seeing any progress. And I've been doing this for the last year and I haven't seen any changes in my body and I think it's because on the weekends I really enjoy going out with my friends and drinking which usually honestly leads to late night binge eating because I feel like I just get so many drinks in me and then I just get so ravenous Um, I have tried to drink less when I go out but I just get so caught up in the night and having fun and I always end up having more drinks than I intended to so I feel like my my life is overall generally healthy, but I haven't seen any changes in my body. Um, and this female's goal, her goals are to lose 15 pounds. She wants to see 15 pound drop on the scale. Um, and then in general, as like a physical, how she looks, she wants to lose body fat specifically and gain muscle. Oof. She's ready to party. No, I think, well, I'm, um, whoa, I'm interested to see what you have to say about this one. Cause I think so many people can relate to this. I think the idea of like staying good to your plan five days a week and then going off the deep end for two days is, is something a lot of people do, whether it's because you're rewarding yourself for having a good week or like you just want to let loose. Like I think it's very, very relatable for me. When I think about her wanting to gain muscle, I really zoned in on that 30 to 40 minutes of cardio. Like I think she's using cardio as a way to feel like she's doing a lot, but sometimes cardio is, and I've learned this, like cardio isn't always the answer. I think people go hardcore with cardio thinking it's going to shed all the weight really fast, but I think she needs to do a little more with the weights. Like if you're already there, just amp up the weight and push into that weight training a little bit more. I think she'll see more results. The other thing is the binge eating. I think again, we all do that. We've had that late night out. You immediately go to Taco Bell, you get six items when you probably would have only gotten one. And all of a sudden you're like on the couch surrounded by wrappers and hot sauce packets. We've been there. We get it. Um, so I think whether it's having a few snacks at home that like feel bingey, that might not be like, I don't know, maybe it's like a small personal pizza in the freezer or it's, you know, it doesn't have to be a healthy snack, but something where you're like taking it into your own hands a little bit more. Um, and again, if you don't, don't go to Taco Bell, you take that possibility out of your situation. Right. So I think that's kind of where I would start. I really don't have advice about the drinking. So I'm kind of interested to see what you have to say about that. Okay. I love, I, I definitely agree with you on that whole have something junky at home waiting for you because even though it's not the best it's gonna be it sure is hell gonna be better than taco bell <laughs> taco bell used to be my shit dude i lived in that drive through there was one like two minutes from my house oh my god so that was real i remember i would eat in my car before coming home so my parents were like why the fuck yeah. are there it was like million? the after party to the party <laughs> yes dude yeah taco bell is my shit you just brought back memories um but so what I wrote as the solution for this. So I, I saw two paths. 
So generally, this person doesn't want to stop drinking. They like to have fun. They know it's kind of fucking with their progress, but they like to get drunk. They like to have fun. They like to party. You know, they like to go out on the weekends. And like I said, this totally used to be me. So if the case is, hey, I don't want to stop drinking, like I don't want to, I want to keep this in my life, then my solution would be number one, plan to Mm. track, track what you drink and what you're going to eat. So that doesn't mean you even have to moderate your drinking. For me, I knew that when I was going to drink, I was going to go hard. So what would help is literally inputting that into MyFitnessPal or another nutrition app and tracking those eight drinks of whatever it is you're going to drink and then what are you going to eat afterwards. And I think this also helps with Katie's advice of like having like a personal pizza at home or whatever. I would ask myself, okay, what type of foods do I normally crave after I'm drinking? So why don't I have those prepared at home on hand so that I don't have to go out of my way to order those things? And then like she said, overdo it so I know in my head, oh my gosh, I already have this food at home, like God bless, and I already have tracked it and I've already planned for it. So that'll also help you with the drinking and the eating and having that already tracked. That'll also help you plan the beginning of your day. So obviously, if you're going to be drinking and eating a shit ton, you want to, I would say, minimize the amount of junky stuff that you're eating at the beginning of the day. Now, if you were to look at your macros in totality, you probably would have very few left over to eat for breakfast and lunch. I would not tell you to eat nothing. I would say, <laughs> you know, just just to stay with your macros, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I got like two grams of carbs. I was just so. going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I would not advise you to be like, okay, well, just like fast all day and then drink. No. <laughs> The goal at this point is not to rigidly stick to your macros. But because, the reason why is because when you don't eat and then if you were to just drink and binge eat at night, you would just end up eating more than you normally would because you'd be starving, you know? So I would tell you, have a high protein meal. So like some lean protein or meat, fish, And then have that with a bunch of veggies because that's filling, but it's not going to be so calorically dense, but it's still filling enough where when you are out at night, you're not starving. And now you're going to have even more drinks than you tracked and even more food than you tracked. Um, So that is what I would tell you. And then for the weekdays, you might want to offset the calorie intake that you had on the weekends by, and again, it's you don't want to go to that point where you're just in this binge restrict cycle, but you probably do want to lower your calorie intake a little bit on the weekdays if you know that you are going to be going ham on the weekends. But I would say try that out and see how that works for you because for some people it's going to be a success. Other people it's going to just fuel a binge restrict cycle. And if you feel like that is your case, then I would say that is not the way to go. Um, then I would redirect you to solution two, which really comes down to you really need to think about reprioritizing what you enjoy. Now, if you go out twice, uh, two times a week, like Friday, Saturday night, I would say start with taking out one of those nights. Like let's say take out a Friday night 
and replace it with an activity that is active. Now, don't do the gym because you already do that. What I would suggest is going either on a Facebook group or literally go to meetup.com and you can find groups for people in your areas who like to do certain things. So like they'll create groups and meetups for literally everything you can find. So hiking, if that's in your area, um, I know I, I live on the lake and like people like to row. There's like rowing teams. So just or cycle like cycling groups. So anything that's active that that is going on at, on a Friday night. So you feel like you still have socialization. You're still doing something. So you're not just at home thinking about fo- like all the shit you're missing out on. Right. But now it's not going to be contributing to that excessive drinking, excessive eating cycle. Um, and ideally that one night will become so enjoyable for you that it'll become both nights that you'll go, you know what? I, as, as fun as drinking is, I feel so much better when I wake up, like having been active and socialized, but also well rested and not hung over and not feeling bad that I just ate my whole body weight in Taco Bell, you know? So those are the two, two different solutions that I would give depending on the type of person you are and also depending on where you're at in your drinking journey. Because I know that like when I was just starting to drink, I was nuts about to give that up. That shit was so fun. But, you know, years down the road, everything gets old. And once you're nearing the point where you're like, yeah, you know, it is fun, but the return on investment isn't as great as it once was. That's when you can switch your 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 mind to now. I'm not going to stay in bed on a Friday night and just watch Netflix. I'm going to go out. I'm going to force myself to meet people. I'm going to find active groups that they're doing something. They're not just sitting around so that I still have that, you know, active lifestyle and friends who also enjoy doing what I do. Yeah, I think it's a tricky topic because I would agree. I don't want to pass judgment on anybody, but if you're not eating your entire week and you're doing excessive amounts of working out just so you can have those two days, like I would, I would urge you to kind of rethink that. I understand the fun and the party lifestyle. I get it. It is incredibly entertaining and whatever, but I'd say when it gets to the point where you are compromising your overall health just to have those those couple of hours of fun, like I, I would do some internal soul searching because I think to Viv's point, binging and then restricting is a really dangerous thing to get into. So I would just be careful there. But I would say um, great point on like going down to one day so where you do feel like you're you're having a grand old time and then maybe the other day you're, you're swapping it out for something else I also think we should probably talk about overcompensating so if you feel like you had a really big night out the next day feeling like you need to again have two hours in the gym not eat anything I think that's something that me and Viv always talk about is like you don't have to do that you should go back to whatever your plan is like if you had a night where you fell off Waking up and just doing the normal is like the best thing for you. You don't need to overcompensate. So I think that's really important to talk about because people always say, oh, you know, and I used to think this too, one one night off your plan is going to set you back to the very beginning. And I don't think that's true. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah, I completely agree. But I will say that Katie is a lot more logical and less emotional than I am. And I know a lot of the females that I talk to and work with are hella emotional just like I am so Katie can be over here like hey you shouldn't restrict and (laughs) overcompensate because she is a logical ass lady and I know for me like there was a point in my drinking cycle when I was like big on drinking and partying that I mean when you are going out to drink and you want to have fun I mean really your health 
probably yeah (laughs) like katie over here is like you know you should reconsider your health but i'm like katie i don't think they give a shit about their health so well i just never went through that phase like i drank sure but like and i would have my nights where i was like drunk drunk but i always hated it so like this is not super relatable for me because i just like literally felt disgusting and hated it from the start. So, like, I never, the fun was never worth the ass I felt like the next day, which is so funny. Okay, I, again, though, this is why I feel like you're so great at it's everything abnormal. in life. No, <laughs> you have a good feeling. So, this is the thing. Most of us feel bad. And, and then deal we, with it. Yes, and yeah. then we're just, but we don't learn and think, oh, maybe, like, I should do things that make me feel good. See, the difference is that Katie's <laughs> mind is very good at the, like, I feel like her mind really punishes her when she feels bad. So she's really good at avoiding the things that make her feel bad. But a lot of us humans, and I've, I finally learned how to live that way. And, and I've learned to value my feelings. But before, it's like, I don't care. How I, I want to party. <laughs> I want to have fun. I want to look hot, whatever, right? So you will do the unhealthy things because you don't value your health or how you feel internally you like this idea of like partying and guys hitting on you and I'm totally speaking from experience <laughs> um but yeah so I just know that depending on where you're at in your again drinking journey your I don't want to say maturity but let's just use that word because we all know what it means that your maturity cycle maybe you just don't care and it just the only way you really find change in my personal experience is when you learn to let go of the things that you once enjoyed for whatever that eventually caused you pain and instead learn how to value things that require short-term sacrifice and often short-term pain because you're giving up the drinking, you're giving up the staying up late watching Netflix, but give you so much more long-term reward and good feelings. So I, I love, again, and this is why I like having Katie on here because I relate to like the emotional turbulent human beings because I so used to be one. But for what I found that has given me the most happiness in my life and truly happiness, not just like fitness and health and success but happiness and peace of mind is the way katie naturally lives her lifestyle so i think it's so important that we have her on here and like hear your advice of what it is you do and what it is you value more importantly because i think being able to hear what someone values and like that they actually not just look like they have their shit together but feel like they do and feel like hey like generally day-to-day things run smoothly even if there are some bumps in the road but it's not like you're massively questioning everything you do every day right yeah no and I think if you look at me like from the from the outside I probably seem really boring and like oh she doesn't party oh she doesn't stay up till two in the morning you know all these things there are a million reasons you could tell me I'm like not interesting or fun or whatever it may be and I've heard that from a lot of people but I think for me, like, I just got rid of those social pressures. I, I don't care. Like, again, I'll go out, but I won't drink a ton because it does not feel good to me. I don't like it. So, again, I guess I have, like, a pain aversion. I'm, like, I feel like shit once, and I won't do it again. Whereas I think a lot of people 
hold on to the to the to the fun side and kind of were like yeah I didn't feel good and I was sick all day and I got nothing done but I had four hours of fun so it's worth it and to me that is like I'm just so the opposite I don't function in that that way at all so yeah (laughs) well okay here's the difference though is that you may think you're quote-unquote boring (laughs) but I have met people who have a lot of fun but people who also have a lot of fun in terms of like the drinking and the like unhealthy habit ways is that they also have low freaking lows. Mm. So they have hella high highs. It's like a relationship. Have you ever been in one where you just have the most love, but when you fight, oh my God, like fists are out. You're about to go at each other and it's all hell breaks loose, right? It's the same thing with fitness. It's the same thing with life. When the higher you go, it's like drugs. Like the higher you feel with all these drugs, the lower you're, you're going to feel when you're off of them. And so I can just speak from my experience. I used to live that way where like drinking, partying, like short-term satisfaction. But then you also get the low lows and the, the days of questioning everything. But now where, you know, some people might think if you are a party, you're like, oh, you know, the way that, Viv or Katie lives their lifestyle is boring. What I've learned is that I'm consistently, like very consistently, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling awesome. Maybe I don't have like these crazy wild nights, but every day and every night, I wake up feeling great. Like I just always feel good. You know what I mean? And I'm assuming generally like that is how you feel because you're just, everything is flowing. Every, your shit's together. It's not like, <laughs> It's all over the place and it just comes down to really valuing your consistent inner peace. Like that's what I've learned and that's not ever something that I want to preach to you that you should value. That's for you to decide. Like if you like the up-down lifestyle, go for it. I know some people really thrive off of that and I can't say that's right or wrong for you but I know for me, the up and down lifestyle was great when I was younger and had that energy to deal with the downs, but I don't anymore. I do not have the energy to deal with the downs and having that consistency and just like chillness daily and just taking care of myself. I feel great. <laughs> yeah. I think again, we're, we're talking about our experiences and the way we live our lives. It's not a hundred percent the right way. Like do whatever you want to do to exactly find your inner peace. Like, do what makes you happy, what makes you feel the best, and only you can really decide that. So I think we're just here to give you pointers, like if you're trying to make a change or like you're scared to jump into this fitness, healthy lifestyle, whatever it may be, like I think we're just here to help with that. But again, like do some soul searching, figure out what's best for you, and just ride that out. Yep, I totally agree. I love it. I always, like whenever I give advice, and I think Katie knows this, is that I always say, Take it with a grain of salt. Mm. I am not God. I don't know everything. I just know what works for me. And I give my advice in a way that I try to make it as non-restrictive as possible. Because I know for me, when people give me advice in a way that they think, this is the answer. This is the answer to all your problems. You have to do it this way. This is the best way. I feel like shit. I feel so restricted. I feel like I can't be me and so I never want other people to feel that way because I don't know what's best for you but I sure as hell know what has and hasn't worked for me and I know that a lot a lot of us humans have very similar problems so in it's just in hopes that what has worked for me and what has worked for Katie could possibly work for you too if you feel like you're currently in a place where things are just not working 
So with that being said, um, I think this is a really great spot to end our podcast. But would you do you have any last minute words that you would like to give our audience? Not really. I think this was a really good episode. Hopefully you found some piece of knowledge or something to relate to in the middle of this. I think we covered like three scenarios that are super common. So hopefully you saw yourself in a, in a piece of that and we helped you a little bit. Or hopefully you didn't and you have all your shit together. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so with that, we will conclude this podcast. We had so much fun just bantering and giving you advice that, you know, hopefully can help you in your life. So we hope you have an amazing week. This is going to be coming out on a Monday. So hope your week starts off great, especially with this podcast. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye.